Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. In Atlanta, you would probably say, I think I'll put my money, all of this, on the over. Eight and a half, minus 120 on the Atlanta Falcons. Let's bring in John Chuckery, host on 92.9 The Game in Atlanta, also host of the Locked On Atlanta podcast. And, you know, the transition would be the Falcons probably feel like they hit the lottery with John, the number eight overall pick. We hear about Bijan, Bijan, Bijan. I went to Texas, so I've talked about him ad nauseum here on this show. But there's no question that talent is there. Down there in Atlanta, what is the thought process surrounding what he could do for the Falcons this season? Well, it certainly is a lot of excitement because one of the things that Arthur Smith has talked about is that it's going to be positionless football. So he's going to split out wide. He's going to he's going to be in the passing game. He's not just going to line up and run the football. He's going to be all over the offense. And that's the way that they have really preached this offseason is that it's positionless football is what they like to say. Guys are going to have different roles. Patterson, Pitts, Robinson, those guys on offense are going to have all kinds of different roles. Then you go over the defense, you know, again, not not going to be traditional defensive positions, safeties, corners, linebackers. Guys are going to play all over the field. They, they have really stressed positionless football for this team this year. All right, so I get it. There's a sales pitch there. Positionless football. <laughs> we have all of these pieces that can do so many things, but you can have the greatest talent in the world lined up at wide receiver, running back, whatever positionless position you're talking about, but you still need a quarterback who can make the throw. So that's my question. Does any of this work if Desmond Ritter doesn't do well this season? Well, the thing about Desmond Ritter is that you saw from his first start against the Ravens, he got better every single week. And that's what you want out of a young quarterback, right? That you want to see that progress. In every game, if you look, he got better and better as the season went along and then culminating in beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look, he was two and two as a starter in those last four games. So again, that was a better record than Marcus Mariota had put up for the team. So here's the thing about Desmond Ritter is that this kid is a winner, and, and he was a winner in college, and I think he's going to be a winner at the NFL level. He's not going to wow you with all of his stats. They're going to their their playing personality is to run the football, especially on the right hand side of their offensive line, churn out yardage, be really good in the red zone. That's something that they have stressed, you know, for the last few years. But he doesn't have to be great for this offense. 
They've got enough personnel, and what their personality is is to lean on their running game and especially run it behind that right side of the offensive line. John, when you talk about the weapons on this offense, one guy who I think has flown under the radar somewhat is Kyle Pitts, only because of that injury at the end of last season. This was a guy we know how highly drafted he was, how highly touted he was, but is he in line for what you would say or what I think most people would say is, is somewhat of a comeback season? With all the Bijan hype, we forget that you have a massive weapon right there just waiting to break out if he stays healthy. Well, here's what I have consistently said. It's been very underwhelming the Kyle Pitts first couple of years, whether it's injury, whether it's the lack of touchdowns, it's been very underwhelming. This has to be his year where he has that Travis Kelsey kind of breakout season. 100 catches, 1,400 yards, a dozen touchdowns. Look, if he's going to impact a football game and we're going to accumulate a lot of wins, he's got to be a big part of that. Part of that is being those kinds of numbers. And there's going to be a lot of pressure for him to really amp his game up. He's not been a very big influence on this offense in the first couple of years, and part of that is injuries, but certainly that when you look at where he was drafted and, and what the expectation is, he's got to be that Travis Kelsey-like type of player, or you start to question about, okay, was it worth the fourth, fourth overall pick for him? Right, but that's a, an incredibly high bar to put a young guy up against is Travis Kelsey. Uh, I'm looking at some of these offseason additions for the Atlanta Falcons, and you see a lot of big names. So nobody's going to point their fingers at the Falcons and say, hey, you guys didn't do enough to be a good team this year. I'm looking at some of the names, and it's not only you know just guys. It's big names. Calais Campbell. You see Scotty Miller, uh, one-time receiver with Tom Brady and company down in Tampa Bay, Bud Dupree. Uh, Jonu Smith, who I know from the Titans, Jeff Akuda, a good cornerback. Who is the biggest addition in your eyes? Or do you think it's a group thing? The fact that the Falcons well, went out and got a ton of talent. I, I really think that Jeff Okuda is in line to have a big breakout season. And the biggest reason for this, and, and, and I think Jesse Bates is another guy who's obviously a very high priced safety. And I think he's going to have a big year for the Falcons. But the under the radar addition for this football team, was bringing in Jerry Gray to help coach the defensive backs. Mm -hmm. And that's not a name that casual NFL fans may know, but he is one of the best defensive minds, secondary minds. This is a guy who spent years with Green Bay. Jair Alexander's talked about how good of a player he made him. And again, in 2010, he had a couple of rookies in Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas that he coached in that secondary for Seattle. I think they turned out pretty well. So I'm excited to see what Jeff Okuda can bring to this football team, but especially having Jerry Gray coaching him, A.J. Terrell, Jesse Bates. Like, I think that that is the low-key best move that the Falcons made this year, and I think Okuda's in line for a big breakout year. I think he's going to get – he may not get paid by the Atlanta Falcons, but I think he's in line to have a big breakout year for them. We're talking with John Chuckery, host on 92.9 The Game and Atlanta host of the Locked on Atlanta podcast. Follow him on Twitter at JMCH316. John, when you talk about this division as a whole, not the strongest division in the NFL, and the Saints are the favorites at plus 125. you got the Falcons right behind at plus 220. What is your assessment of this division as a whole, and, and can you make the case for the Falcons winning it? 
Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Yeah, absolutely. But here's the thing. We don't know, I don't think, anything about the division. I mean, Tampa, yeah. we think they're going to be bad. But, again, you never know. They've got a lot of defensive personnel. Carolina's going to start a rookie quarterback. Could they be good? Could they be bad? The Saints, I mean, look, with Derek Carr, yeah, you expect them to be better. But, again, how good are they going to be? I think the big thing about the division is it's wide open and there's a lot of unknowns. And I, I think that's a big thing about the, the theme of the Falcons in their schedule with this coming year is there are so many unknowns in the NFL that they play the green Bay Packers, the Arizona Cardinals. Like there are a lot of teams that we just don't really have a handle on. And we may not know for four or six weeks, what some of those teams are going to be, but this division is wide open. I don't think that there's any kind of clear cut favorite. I, I know what the betting odds say, but I don't think that when you look, when you, when you play the game on the field, I don't think that there's any team in this division that has a clear-cut advantage. Almost anybody could probably win this division at the end of the day. All right, so let's play ceiling and floor. So we're going to go through what you think the ceiling is for the Atlanta Falcons right. and what's the floor, like what's the worst-case scenario. Because before you make a bet on something, I think these are questions that you ask yourself. So what's the ceiling and what's the floor? So I think the floor is at least seven or eight wins. I, I think that the mm -hmm. floor for this team is where they have been. You know, they've been seven and 10 the last two years. There's no reason why with their personnel and with Arthur Smith at the helm that they fall below that seven win mark. So I think that the floor would be that seven or eight wins. I think realistically, the ceiling is probably 11 wins. Um, I don't think that they are an elite team when you start getting into 12 13 wins that's reserved for kansas city buffalo the bengals like that's those types of teams like that's that's the elite of the nfl when you're getting into 12 and 5 and 13 and 4 like that's that kind of level i don't think the falcons are there yet i would tell you that i would take the over on the eight and a half i think nine or ten wins is very realistic for this team they play a last place schedule so there are a lot of uh, you know wins potentially on that. The the odds makers say that when you look at the the um, the point spreads in the game, I think that they come out to be seven and ten. I'll definitely take I'll definitely take nine or ten wins for this team. But I think the ceiling is eleven. The floor about seven or eight. John, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about Desmond Ritter because you gave a pretty ringing endorsement for a guy that I think outside Atlanta hasn't proven a whole lot. So what is it about Ritter that you really like? The one thing I would worry about is, because we experienced this in D.C., is you have a guy like Carson Wentz, and 
not that it's exactly comparable, but we knew if, if the starter faltered, the crowd, the fan base was going to yell for Taylor Heineke, and that's exactly what happened. So if you're on a shorter leash, like maybe a Desmond Ritter, do you worry about the fans not giving him enough time to develop? No, I, I think the fan base is very excited uh, about Desmond Ritter because they saw mm-hmm. growth over that four-game stretch. Look, here's a couple of things about Desmond Ritter. He doesn't turn the football over. Okay, Marcus Mariota was a turnover machine for this team last year. He doesn't turn the football over. Where Desmond Ritter has to be great is in the red zone. If they can, they, they were 24th in the, in the red zone in Arthur's first year. They were 14th last year. If they can get into that top five, six, seven as far as touchdown percentage in the red zone. And when you look at the offensive weapons, there's no reason why with Algier, Robinson, Jonu Smith, Pitts, London, there's no reason why they can't be a top red zone offense. They're going to run the football, but then when they get down in the red zone, they have a lot of options that are available to them. And Ritter's not a guy who turns the football over. He didn't have any interceptions in that four-game stretch out there. So he's going to be a smart, heady player with the football, but he has an innate ability to win football games. That That's what he does. I mean, again, for a guy who was in his first four starts, you saw that he you know progressed and he won his last two starts. So that's an encouraging sign for this team. Again, he doesn't have to put up 5,000 yards and they're not going to make him drop back 600 times like they did with Matt Ryan. So they're going to control the football, run the football, grind it out, and then when they get down in the red zone, now the offense opens up to a lot of different things that are available to them. You can hear him on this show on a regular basis and also as host of 92.9 The Game in Atlanta and host of the Locked On Atlanta podcast. Here's our friend John Chuckery. John, we always appreciate the insight. Thank you. Yep, and uh, let's go and win the Powerball tonight, right? Let's do that. Let's do it. (laughs) Then we'll talk offline about how we don't work anymore. What are you guys going to do this week? I don't know. I'll probably sit here on this island. That's what we'll do. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, I'll say this. That is a pretty compelling case for Desmond Ritter. And what's so funny is the entire time, Double D, who is, of course, a massive Falcons fan, put in the chat, I know of at least one fan who isn't excited about Ritter. So there are some naysayers out there, but I will say John makes a pretty decent case for why you might be excited about him. Also, I was surprised to hear how high the floor was, at least in his opinion, for the Atlanta Falcons, a team that has been not very good over the past few years. But I'll give John Chuckery credit for this. He Mm -hmm. came on our show during the summer and talked college football and predicted that Georgia was going to win the national title. You know what they did? They won the national title in dominating fashion. So you can say that, okay, he's from Atlanta, maybe he has some homer tendencies, but here's the thing. He knows ball. He knows his stuff, and maybe Mm -hmm. he's right on this. Well, that's a good point because if you're in it, sometimes maybe you don't see the big picture because you're right in the middle of it. At other times, you have special insight and then you're mm-hmm. closer to the program, you're closer to the fire, and you know more than maybe the average fan does. So it can work both ways for sure. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.